are listening to the Off the Line podcast, and I am your host Rahul Panikar. With me today is Mr. Avinash Arun, and for his first ever appearance on our podcast is Mr. Tane Ghosh. How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for having me here. Also, I feel uh, this is a pretty great time to be a Chelsea fan. I mean, we secured top four. We've got Champions League next season, baby. But we've got such a big match coming up. Probably our biggest game in the last nine years. and oh, i'm absolutely buzzed i can't wait for saturday night and i i can't wait for chelsea to absolutely demolish city yeah i mean likewise cuz you know it's been a mixed season we've had few disappointments and hopefully we can end it on the highest of highs this year yeah and i see that both of you are grinning year to year at the prospect of this ucl final so uh from a fan's perspective so how does it feel Yeah I mean Chelsea have always wanted to be you know a top club especially in Europe and you know once we won the Champions League in 2012 you know there were signs that we were going up we started attracting better players we started attracting the talents that wanted to you know take another step in their career but it didn't really pan out we haven't really won the Champions League there were a couple of seasons when we didn't even qualify for it and now to see this team with a good mix of youngsters and experience you know, for this team to actually qualify and to beat a few heavyweights on the way to the finals it's wonderful to see and hopefully we have a good game in the finals look the last few matches for us i'll be very honest okay the last few matches i feel uh, we've been a little bit off we've not been uh, let's say we've not been up to the chelsea standards we've had some good uh, good product in the good output in the final third but i feel the attacking will improve uh, in the coming season apart from that i just feel this this loss to aston villa and the losses to both leicester in the cup final and uh, the loss to arsenal i just hope we can use that as fuel i hope we can use that as the fire we need and just go and absolutely demolish city this saturday night Yeah and I'm I'm sure that all all Chelsea fans around the world share your sentiment as well. So uh before we start you know it's the obligatory I'd like to request everyone listening to please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and Spotify so that we can keep bringing you these episodes. Right. So uh starting off uh the 1920 season we saw Thomas Tuchel and Thiago Silva make it all the way to the final with PSG but they fell on the final hurdle to a pretty strong Bayern Munich team so how much of a factor do you think that will be you know coming in to this particular final do you think Tuchel will consider it a different match altogether or will it will there be a small uh, what do you say i want revenge or i want some sort of uh, what do you say i i it, it needs to be redemption for me this year how do you feel look I think the uh, final last year he was with PSG very different set of players uh, uh, almost a different I won't say a different style of play but a different philosophy at work uh, that we got to see I think it's not really go- revenge will not be the first thing on his mind on Saturday night I think it will just be getting the job done if if you go by his interviews if you listen to the man he goes Uh, he goes one game at a time and he always speaks about how it's a process how it's a continuous process he we keep learning but it's very important to take it one game at a time i know there will be sadness there will be that uh, remorse of not lifting the cup last year and ending up with a silver medal but uh, i think that's only as i said earlier that's only going to act as fuel and it's only going to push him and the team also like like key players like Thiago Silva who couldn't win it last year of course he's got a reason to win it but even the youngsters you talk about someone like Mason Mount uh, someone like Ben Chilwell uh, Reese James who who who'll be playing their first Champions League final i think it's great motivation for them too even though them they probably not played such a big game in their career before i think this will be the perfect time for them to shine to show on a world stage what they are made of what the chelsea academy is made of also I, i i think i need to mention that the amount of youngsters that we have at chelsea who been doing well in the last couple of seasons it, it, it's so nice to see 
youngsters coming through the system and actually making it big so as much as revenge and thomas tuchel and everything i think it's also about these youngsters who who will get a chance to shine and i don't think they should be going in with the mentality that uh, the 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 revenge or even bayern munich or anything like that i feel they should go in look at it as a new game we defeated city twice right like we in the last month we won against them twice i guess so i i don't want us to get complacent in any way it's a new game it's a fresh start look at it as a new game and just absolutely give your 100% on the field that's what i hope from the boys now it's funny that you mentioned the whole uh, how you guys beat city twice this season cuz you know you know this this actually is the eighth time that tuchel and pep will be meeting each other you know this final and most of their early meetings were in the bundesliga where pep managed bayern and you know tuchel was i think he was managing mainz and dortmund at the time you know pep does have a better overall record but tuchel seemed to have his number ever since he came to england do you think that will hold up in such a big game or you know the most important game in his in either of their careers at this moment see we talk about these uh, head to head records i won't look much into it because it's a champions league final all that goes out the window once these two teams go on the pitch and also when it comes to the two wins i mean the boys played really well in both the wins against manchester city but manchester city never played their strongest squads in both games i mean it was one of them was admittedly a fa cup semi final but they still the the team that is going to play tomorrow i believe is going to be much different compared to the team that played on that day and it's all about it's it's going to be about who can you know take the chances and chelsea haven't been able to do that and whereas even if you're a manchester city boss and even if your team's having an off day if you look at your bench and you have two strikers like jesus and sergio aguero that can change the game completely so tomorrow it's all about tuchel getting his tactics right and the players actually imply implementing it properly because it's going to be a game of few chances it's going to be a very caged game i believe i mean it might open up a bit but if if one team takes the chance then that team has a better chance of winning tomorrow than before but to get to your point i don't think head to head record matters a lot in these kind of scenarios chelsea are a club that are known for loaning players out i mean i'm sorry to be blunt but that's how it is but in the pre past two years we've seen that trend change ever since frank lampard came on and you had that transfer embargo for some amount of time so how much of an effect do you think the youth uh, i'm going to i'm talk like since tane mentioned the youth uh, or do you say the academy chelsea academy how much of an effect will that your youth players have on this final so if you look at it uh, mason mount has been our player of the season he's been declared the players player of the season already he's what 20 21 i guess there's going to be reese james who i'm pretty sure would start there will be uh, ben chilwell even though he's not from the academy he's english he's young uh, i i feel like a lot of english youngsters were given their chances thanks to that whole transfer uh, ban but somehow if if i'm being very honest i feel like frank lampard knowing the man i think he would have given uh, the academy boys their chances even without the transfer ban if i'm being very honest so i feel uh, frank started it and thomas uh, he like he's been very he's always spoken uh, about his fondness for the academy boys tukul so he, like deep down even i knew like tukul right now he's giving chances to someone like a billy gilmore he's got anjorin in there who trains with the team basically day in day out uh, we've got a couple of under 23 players who are also being uh, being trained in the sessions and they're they're trying to get them in to the first team squad and everything so i feel uh, the current situation for chelsea football club is absolutely absolutely great when it comes to the youngsters and it, it just goes to show where they can take you the fact that mason mount was declared the player of the season in a season where uh, strikers like werner havertz zh all came along all these attacking players joined us and yet you see that mason mount has been like a standout force in the in the attacking third at least just speaks volume of the great talents that we have and i just hope we can we can uncover the next mount now 
and you know like we can say it like we've we've found another mount we found another james we found another chilwell i want to hear those things from the fans now so yeah uh, it's really exciting times cool uh chelsea academy is pretty good uh, even the, we've seen the uh, an evidence of that in recent years so um on the flip side manchester city also seem to be cultivating something special and um, what do you think will hurt you the most with manchester city's uh, you know team like what do you guys most apprehensive of about manchester city this year in the final i mean i think it's just going to be that manchester city are going to come out all guns blazing you know it because their whole project has been based on them winning the champions league sheikh mansoor bought the team what 8 9 years ago and his the curbstone of his project was that he wanted to win the champions league and this is the best chance they have and they are going to go for it without a doubt you know all their players you know they have amazing attacking talents like kevin de bruyne a generational talent like phil foden and they have you know even their full backs cancelo and and mendes and chenko these are all attacking players you know they you you know you can get screwed over in any position so it's all up to chelsea trying to figure out how to handle the pressure how to absorb the pressure and they haven't been doing a good job at it for the past few uh, games especially you know considering our last 3 4 games have been sort of cup finals i mean other than the leicester uh, win you know we actually did lose to leicester in fa cup final and the final game of the premier league season was also basically a playoff for the top four spot and we lost it and we were just i wouldn't say lucky but yeah we were a bit lucky to get it considering that tottenham actually won their game so you know when chelsea haven't been able to take the chances this year it's pro- proven to be very costly and that might come to bite us in in the final and with and it's going to be very hard because you know they have a man mountain in diaz and it's it's going to be an unstoppable force meets an immovable object that kind of a final and hopefully we can do really well in that and we really need warner to start you know you know <laughs> i have this my reservations to start, on warner isn't it right? <laughs> yeah but i mean he's done really well on his debut season <laughs> but he could have been doing much better if that's all honestly i feel like uh, timo werner deserves like a whole uh, podcast for himself like you you need to reserve one whole episode for timo werner because there's so much to talk about his one season at chelsea this time i'm pretty sure i could make a, a 12 to 13 minute compilation of all his offside calls and misses i'm pretty <laughs> sure that that would have a huge audience as well but you know, you know some some of the goals he scored during when he was offside are mind blowing but some of the misses <laughs> he yeah had actually ridiculous yeah but you know you need to give him some i'm saying you know never judge a player by his first season in, a, in any league you know for i mean some of them yeah some of them hit the ground running like you've seen with bruno or you've seen with diaz but some of them take that time to adjust maybe get you know used to style of play and i think that that should be given to every player even harvards even zh even werner whoever so but yeah th- there is a point to be made that he, he is missing a lot of uh, sitters now moving on i mean oh, actually not moving on staying with uh, city and you know pep in uh, you know pep in in focus uh, ever since he left barcelona there's been this you know crowd of people chanting you can't do it without messi you can't do it without barcelona now that you know pep's in a final and there is no barcelona there is no messi how much pressure is pep under to deliver right now like yeah absolutely absolutely see the thing with pep is he's uh, he said it out allowed enough number of times for him the ultimate goal is winning the champions league right he's won countless uh, league titles irrespective of whether it be germany and bayern or it be city and premier league he's done the league titles he knows he always has a team that is good enough to be in the running for the league title it's the champions league that has always haunted him and like i don't need to say this but uh, yeah i think the pressure is going to be huge and for me i i feel like uh, pep is Pep is the kind of guy he'll he he's been criticized for overthinking overthinking sometimes and I feel that criticism is a bit harsh 
आई फील ही इज अ जीनियस ही इज अ जनरेशनल मैनेजर इन माई ओपिनियन लाइक मैसिव रिस्पेक्ट फॉर द गाय दिज अचीवमेंट स्पीक फॉर दम सेल्व बेसिकली राइट सो एज अ चेलसी फैन ऑल आई कैन होप फॉर इज ही ओवर थिंग्स द फाइनल बट yeah he's got he's got a, for me riyad mahrez okay he might not be as good as messi but his left foot when he, he when he strikes it he's almost like messi level so he's got he's got those players he's got foden he's got mahrez he's got his uh, kevin de bruyne of course he's got his trump cards that he could play at any time and there's this one thing like i would like to add i feel chelsea and man city are the two clubs with the richest bench strength all right so as uh, avinash said this might be a very caged match might be a 1-0 or a, or a 2-1 kind of match i feel the impact of subs is going to be huge and for that reason i feel pep might hold a few cards back tomorrow, uh, on saturday he might not uh, we we might not see one or maybe two names that we expected to see because he's just he's just smart that way he he's in there for the long game and i feel like even even tukel that way how he uses his subs is going to be very important i feel like this champions league final might just be decided by a substitute uh, the... cool now i actually had that written down and i'm staying on that point avinash who do you think or uh, who do you think will be the most impactful player this particular match like it can be chelsea it can be city who do you think will have the most impact in the game no i feel like i mean i know it's a le- i i <laughs> i have an answer i feel like no matter what even if it's for good for good or bad from in the final i think timo werner is going to be the most impactful either for his misses or for the goals he scores i mean he he is a very smart player he's I, there's no denying that he's he has an amazing record he started off as a winger who's converted into a forward who scored goals for fun for leipzig and all that but for some reason he hasn't been able to translate that form here and you know this might just be his game i mean you know he's a good player you know the kind of graph he's had the way he's played at leipzig how he started off as a winger and then a forward who start started scoring a lot of goals he even at one point he was in the golden boot race with lewandowski over there so he hasn't been able to translate that form into chelsea and it's been a hard season you know it's we we're living in very uncertain times the covid scenario has really messed up everything for everyone so it's sort of understandable when some people haven't been able to you know set the premier league alight especially when they've come from a foreign country you know and it's this is not the this is not a league they used to and they can't go out as much they can't mingle they don't have a social life so maybe it's understandable but now i think when we've reached the final i think werner i think this is the right time the right place the right it's the right opportunity for him to basically show chelsea why we've cashed the big bucks for him you know uh, to have such an impactful performance in a champions league final would be the icing on the cake for him already in a very short career at chelsea and if he does have a very good game on sunday then his career at chelsea might just go up and then you know the fans will start to adore him so i think and i hope that he has the most impact on that game that's actually a very interesting answer i was not expecting that but that's cool so uh as much as i don't like speculating you know moving back to pep uh as much as i don't like speculating if pep wins this final do you see do you see him sticking around in manchester because you know he would have done it all by then you know he's won the league i think four three times in his past five years now he wins the champions league that's i think project over you know and you know how much pep loves a sabbatical what do you think do you think pep will stick around okay honestly uh, he he just signed a contract extension right if i'm not mistaken i think last summer he did sign a contract extension yeah but i think that was for two years that he think it that lasts around two- till 2022 20, if i'm not mistaken right. but like yeah. my point still remains you know he's done everything there is to do do you think mm. he still will stay at manchester okay. uh, so so pep usually does these uh, four or five year cycles as far as i remember i think bayern munich was there for four years uh, and even with barca i think three or four years so uh, it's been an extended stay with man city okay let's be honest he's he's gonna finish like six or seven years there 
um i feel i feel he's content if he wins wins a champions league before he leaves i feel like uh, somehow psychologically deep down he might think okay cool job done like i i i was here to win a champions league i've won a champions league now uh do i move on he he has to have an honest conversation with himself a coach always likes to challenge uh himself wherever he goes and i feel like if if pep feels his job is done and that he needs a new challenge in life he needs something exciting then i think he'll move on he's he's not the one to hang around for too long but again what he's created at city is something special so if he decides to carry it on for like let's say another 3 or 4 years well it's going to cause some destruction in the premier league it's going to cause some destruction around europe but i feel like uh, he is a man who knows when his time is up and if he feels like his time is up and it's time for a fresh challenge somewhere else then i do see him walking out of city yeah so um now that we've taken a look at some broad strokes i wanted to talk about some players in particular so uh, we'll take a look at some key players who might have an impact on the match like i just asked you about werner um so we'll start off with chelsea so you have in between your sticks you probably have edward mendy starting cuz we don't know uh, if he will start cuz of the injury he picked up last week uh, but i i'm hoping he does start you know with some enough rest and recuperation uh so what do you guys think how important do you think mendy will be in the game i mean uh, he is he is the goalkeeper so he is going to be a very important player to but other than that you know to have a keeper like edward mendy who's come into the premier league and you know he's had a season absolutely different from werner because edward mendy has performed admirably and he even came in you know 3 4 games into the season and he was in the race for a golden glove and just lost out to Ederson so i think he if he does miss the final he's going to be a huge miss i hope he is fit enough to play the final cuz we need that sort of commanding presence we need that sort of you know we need a guy who can actually save goals and that player is edward mendy so hopefully he can make it for the finals yeah absolutely dude mendy has been rock solid okay like let's not get around he's been uh, a wall so uh, yeah mendy but i feel uh, i i i don't know if like this is the right time but i just like to bring up kepa i i feel like fans have been very harsh with kepa all right he was actually uh, under tukel i feel like kepa has been doing well I know he was the goalkeeper in charge for the losses at Arsenal and against Leicester but I don't hold him against those two goals all right like the Arsenal goal was just like a freak back pass and then uh, Leicester City goal was like out of out from 30 yards just one one belter of a hit all I'm saying is uh, Mendy while he's been rock solid he's been really good uh, I just like to take one word for Kepa because he's been doing well okay he's he's got that 70 million price tag and everything and it's a psychological thing i guess but uh, him under frank was very different and then if you see kepa under tukel he's he's clearly improving so while fingers crossed i hope mendy recovers on time and i think in the press conference yesterday tukel did say that uh, he he's recovering well he was he was much better after the game itself on saturday so uh, while i do hope mendy starts just a word for kepa like you've been doing well too we trust you but yeah i do hope mendy starts i do hope mendy starts yeah, I'm, i'm sure kepa is tuning into our podcast to listen you know your yeah <laughs> kepa we got a spanish version soon just just yeah. stick around we'll, we'll invite him over long enough right uh, speaking of one spaniard we'll move on to another spaniard uh, i how much of an influence or impact would you do you think uh, cesar aspelicueta will have you know because of his experience and that that stability he brings around the back yeah i mean i think dave is going to be you know huge for us in the finals because 
you know, we you need that sort of leader presence in the final, and he is our captain. I mean, obviously we have Thiago Silva as well, but you know, he's been Mr. Consistent for the last nine years. He even played left back, center back, right back. He's done it all for us. So I think this is, and he's 35 right now. So I think this is like the highest his career can go. Obviously, he's in the Spain squad for the Euros. But, you know, to win the Champions League final is, is just going to be different. And the impact, I'm going to, if you remember, well, obviously, he started off the season as right centre-back. But for the past two games, he's been playing at right-back, whereas Reese James has been playing at right centre-back. Now, that's actually a very good, you know, tactic by Tuchel. But the thing is, I don't feel like it's worked. I think uh, Aspi needs to go back to his right centre-back position and James play in the right-back position. Because, I mean, obviously, uh, I think uh, Aspilicueta is one of the best one-on-one defenders in the Premier League. But we need an attacking outlet on the right back. And James provides that better than anyone else in our team. And Aspi is going to be rock solid as ever. Him and Thiago Silva, I don't think, are going to make a mistake tomorrow. I really, I genuinely can't see them making a mistake. So I think that tweak needs to have, needs to be made so that we can have a better chance of winning it tomorrow. Yep. Actually, I 200% agree that I hope he starts as the right centre-back. That was one point I was going to bring up as well. Uh, the whole uh, swap with uh, Reese James. He, I mean, I understand against Leicester why he did it with with uh, uh, Vardy's space and everything. But I didn't really understand the logic against... I mean, I know Watkins is pretty quick too, but against Aston Villa, I would have preferred to see uh, Aspi starting as the right centre-back then. But I think uh, against a team like Man City, they've not uh, got, you know, out-and-out fast-paced uh, uh, wingers or or a striker that way. So, I, I just feel like, yeah, I think we might see Aspilicueta back in his uh, right centre-back position and Reese James going back into the wing-back position. So, I, I do hope that happens. One more point to make. If you see, if you remember the league game Chelsea played against Manchester City, where Reese James played right-back, he gave Benja Mendy a horrid time. He Mendy could not go with them. And, I mean, I don't know if Mendy will start the final tomorrow. I think it will be Zinchenko. But that just shows you what James can do to anyone. He can, you know, outrun anyone. And he can bend in those crosses. I think he's the best cross in the Premier League after Trent. And that's quite good. So, I hope he plays at the right-back position. Dude, it's like Reese James, all his crosses are just like, it's dangerous. Okay, like you look at him I'm crossing, sure you know, something. I'm sure if Timo had at least just put a, put his leg out two or three times, they could have scored easily. I swear. No, I but mean... then, then War would have ruled it as offside because it's Werner. <laughs> right. Right. So, but yeah, his crosses are really scrumptious and they are a striker's dream. Right. So, uh, now that we've discussed about Aspaliqueta, I'd like to move on to a player who is, I wouldn't say defensively minded, but at the same time, he's improved his attacking game a lot. I'm talking, of course, about N'Golo Kante. Uh, you know, more often than not, when he plays well, the team plays well. So, how much of an impact do you think Kante will have in that final, you know? I mean, obviously, he's, he's the best player in his position. In the world, I think. And he is going to have a massive impact in the final because, like you said, whenever he plays well, the team plays well and they usually end up winning. And now, now he's also been, you know, uh, contributing to attacks. He's been making those odd runs into the box from midfield, which is what basically Maurizio Sarri wanted out of him in 20, 2018 and which he couldn't do it well. And Tuchel is doing that superbly right now. To get Kante, you know, in a more goal scoring and more attacking presence in the box, to be able to do that with Kante is massive. And I just hope that he's able to play in the final because I think even he was, you know, he had a sort of a niggle and he was taken off against Leicester. And you know, I mean, I mean, it goes to show you that see, without Kante, we haven't actually won our last two games. So he really is an important part of our midfield, and hopefully he's there tomorrow. Yeah, but. Uh, so, with Angolo, uh, I think Thomas uh, Tuchel, he said it multiple times, with NG playing, it's like uh, two players in the packet of like half a size 
player. So he he's his game is uh, the reading of the game. It's absolutely out of the world. Okay, the the interceptions he makes, he's always there in the right place for some reason, and that goes to show how intelligent a sports person, a footballer he is. So yeah, Engolo Kante, he's gonna be massive. Also, I feel uh, both City and Chelsea have favoured this possession-based football, where uh, uh, both City and Chelsea have tried to keep the ball in the attacking third of the opposition and uh, try to regain as much of the position as they could every time they lost the ball or just keep on mounting the pressure basically so when uh, on saturday i feel city will be the team that's doing this a lot more that's uh, trying to you know build up attacks through position based football and i feel chelsea might be more the counter attacking team of course they'll have their periods too chelsea chelsea will have its periods of possession and everything but i feel like our game is kind of going to be a little counter attacking based and for that you know how important kante is going to be i'm pretty sure it's if we score a goal through a counter attack um i can almost bet that kante would start the move probably by stealing the ball or something and then passing it forward cuz he can do that he can defend for you he can carry the ball forward he's he's the perfect mid- midfielder in my opinion right now probably the best in the world also yeah for sure he's uh, yeah like avinash mentioned he is the best in the world in his position uh, moving on to somebody that you both have talked about uh, is you know i'm talking about mason mount he has become quite the sensation in recent years you know in the beginning with uh, frank lampard and now i mean there was a period where he was also adored by gareth southgate the england coach so i mean it's i know I, i don't know if it's moot to ask but what kind of impact do you think mount will have on the match i mean mason mount has just proven time and time again that he is a very good player you know the amount of criticism he faced you know for being frank, frank lampard's favorite and then being gareth southgate's favorite absolute ridiculous criticism i didn't get that i didn't understand it then i still don't understand it because he's shown the maturity he's shown his his uh, talent he's shown his skills and he's just you know basically he's he's what chelsea is he's an academy product who's come through the ranks and who's become who actually captained chelsea for a bit couple of games and that shows you what the chelsea academy is all about and to see him perform so well is absolutely wonderful and you know his work ethic is just brilliant you know the way he runs around always he keeps trying to get into into those spaces and when he when he loses possession and he try, he tries to win it back and you know it's i'm i'm not, i'm at loss for words basically because you know i didn't expect a player like mason mount especially when i saw him at derby county i used to follow him there so I didn't think he would be this big a player for Chelsea in the coming years and to see his growth the last couple of years and he's also one of the first names in the English squad so it's just brilliant it's wonderful to see yeah for me uh, more than is like I know his talent his work ethics his skills are all top class up there of top footballer uh, but for me what stands out the most about Mason Mount is the fact that as a Chelsea fan I think it's the easiest to relate to Mason Mount because he's a Chelsea fan too, and you see it like when the team is not doing well, you can see how frustrated he gets, or you can see the disappointment. And when the team does well, you see the joy on his face. For me, Mason Mount is uh, is Chelsea right now. He he is he's almost embodied Chelsea, the football club, and he's become the face of this upcoming generation and. he's going to be someone that the chelsea academy players can look up to and just look at him and be like okay cool we can do this too if he could do it we could be there too so uh, i think mason mount he's going to have a huge impact maybe not with an assist or a goal but you know the the work he does uh, winning the ball or maybe like carrying it forward or just pressing when we lose the ball all that goes in and it contributes in the in the final result so yeah i'm really excited to see what mason has to offer on saturday there's one player i would like to mention and i i rarely rarely say bad about chelsea players but i really want jorginho to 
I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. I really don't know what's wrong with him. But the the last couple of we we conceded the goals we conceded, the loss to Arsenal was mainly because of Jorginho. I mean, it was because of Jorginho. And also against Villa, he conceded a penalty. There's something not. I mean, it's just not clicking. I don't know what's happening in Jorginho's head, especially considering like I think a couple of weeks ago he came out and he said, "I'm having the time of my life on a two shell." And he said a few words about Lampard and all that. But ever since then, his form's gone down. And I really hope he has a good game tomorrow if he starts. I really don't think he should start. I think Kovacic and Kante should play. But if he starts, I hope he has a good game tomorrow. This is this is me being very like borderline negative. I can really rip into him if I want for the past two game weeks, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, I have seen you rip into him as well. So I suggest. Yeah, but no, yeah, that was fairly articulate. So yeah. But uh, um, okay, now now that that's out of your system, uh, I would like to move over to the other side and discuss some of the players that City might count on in the final. So, um, like Mendy, City have their own uh, you know wall between the sticks. You have Ederson; he won the Golden Glove this year. He's been a very consistent performer. Uh, do you have anything else to add about Edison? Because I'm pretty sure whatever has to be said has been said by everybody from the hills to the rivers everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there is not much to say about Edison. The only, I mean, he's the goalkeeper everyone wanted. And to get into a Pep Guardiola team and to see his growth from there, it's, I mean, it's just world class. You know, he's he, he has, he's so confident that he said, I will take the fifth penalty if it goes to penalty shootouts. That is the, you know, the kind of mentality Guardiola has instilled in a goalkeeper. Imagine the rest of the players. And, you know, he, he, is, he is also a dangerous player for the game. I mean, he can punt a long ball from nowhere and get an assist in the game. So, every position is dangerous tomorrow, starting from the goalkeeper. And, you know, he's going to be a wall tomorrow. He knows it's his game to shine. He knows every. I mean, the whole City team knows that, you know, this is their game. They have to win this and it's going to be hard to beat them, especially if Ederson is in good form tomorrow. Why do, why do, what am I saying tomorrow? On Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, yeah. For me, I think Ederson probably has the best distribution amongst goalkeepers in Europe right now. Like, if you if you look at any other goalkeeper, uh, they're passing. I, I don't think anybody gets close to Ederson in that regard. Like, okay, cool, he's been getting those clean sheets, he's been saving goals, saving shots, all that. Great, like, I think everyone expected Ederson to do that. But uh, his passing abilities, the distribution, oh my god, it's just been, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. Ederson does hold the Guinness World Record for the longest goal kick also as well, if I remember correctly. I did see the video on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, yeah, me too. You know the most, you know the most incredible thing. Ederson does not start for Brazil because they have Allison. That's how. That's the I've never understood that because obviously Allison is a great keeper, but imagine having a keeper like Ederson and putting him on the bench. I've never. I couldn't even think of it. Okay, moving on from the goalkeeping position to one of the most impressive signings of the season. Uh, Ruben Diaz has been quite influential uh, for City. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, again, I, I don't want to sound like a parrot, but what impact do you think that Ruben Diaz will have on the game? I mean, he's already had like the biggest impact anyone could have in the Premier League. In the Premier League, he's come in all guns blazing. He's just started to, you know, throw his body around, defend every ball, every shot, and you know that's the kind of defender everyone wants. And he's also filled in that void for City. You know, once company left, they had last season they had a sort of problem. They had like they didn't have that leader figure to lead them on. I mean, for a bit it was Imeric Laporte, but he kind of fizzled out. And to have Diaz come in, and then to have that kind of impact in a Premier League winning team is just too good. And he's, I mean, he he's like an old school defender, you know, you shall not pass that kind of defender. So to get past him tomorrow is going to be a big deal. Hopefully, he has a bad game. Hopefully, he trips and gives us the ball. That's all I can pray for. There's nothing much I can say about him. You know, he's just too good. Yeah, for me, uh, I think, yeah, 
a lot of focus is going to be on Diaz, but uh, I think his center back partner also might be prone to making mistakes. If John Stone starts, I know he's rejuvenated his career. Like in the last year, he's just come out from the dead, and now he's like uh, he probably I don't know if he made it to the England squad. I think he did, right? Yeah. So anyway, I know like Ruben Diaz. Everyone's talking about him. As a Chelsea fan, from coming from like complete Chelsea perspective, I feel like we gotta attack Stones. I feel like he's that one player who might just make a few mistakes on the big day, and uh, I feel like yeah, with with Diaz, you there's just no getting through. Basically, he's. He's so brilliant with his tackles, his blocks, everything, his uh, reading of the game situation and everything. It's it's beautiful. So, yeah, I I think like instead of focusing on Diaz, focus a little bit more on his partner and like maybe uh, get your goal from there. Right. Uh, okay. Now another player I'd like to highlight. Actually, when I was going through this. Making this list, I kind of noticed that almost every player in City seems to be a key player. Right, so I, yeah, so I, I want to talk about somebody who actually might not start the game. I want to talk about Phil Foden, a little bit at least. Yeah, I mean, like I asked Avinash, who do you think will have the most impact? The answer could conversely have been Phil Foden from the bench as well, right? Is that not a fair assumption to make? I mean, uh, I'll be fair with you. I think Phil Foden is starting the final. I yeah, don't see him too. not starting the final. I mean, because uh, ever since the semi-quarterfinal stage of the Champions League, uh, Guardiola hasn't played with a recognized number nine. He's played Foden, he's played Mahrez, and he's played De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva yeah. up front. And yeah. that's worked wonders. And I think Phil Foden is going to start the final. And he can't not start him with the form he's been carrying out throughout the season. And especially towards the last part of the season, where he scored... He scored that wonder goal against Brighton. Even in that loss, they had that Maisie run and the goal. So, there's, I think he's going to start. I mean, it's going to be hard for Chelsea to keep track of all these players, but I think they can do it. I mean, they've, they had, Chelsea had a record for most clean sheets under, under a new manager. So, I think Tuchel knows what to do. I think he has a plan. I think they can do it. But it's going to be really hard. It really is going to be hard. And Phil Foden, like I said, is a generational talent. And I don't think... Guardiola is going to make the call of not playing him in the final. Right. So, do you guys have anybody else that you think might impact the game in, you know, City's team? Because uh, I kind of, I think I've said everybody. <laughs> I mean, like you said, every position, every player matters. And and especially in the case of City, every player can make an impact. And like I said, you know, even when, if the team, if by chance Manchester City is having a bad day on the pitch, they're not able to you know, finish the chances. And if Guardiola just turns around and if he's Sergio Aguero, there's another guy who can make an impact off the bench. And it's going to be his last game for City ever. So he'll have that extra fuel in him. So, and I mean, City are the best team in Europe right now. And they are in the final game for the best team in Europe title. And it's just going to be... Like I said, it's going to be very hard, but it's going to be a great game. I know it. I know it. I know it's going to be a great game. Uh, just a word on Phil Foden, actually. Uh, the fact that he successfully managed to bench Raheem Sterling, I think this speaks... I think it's an achievement. Because uh, Raheem Sterling, the kind of form he's been in the last two seasons or something, you could never imagine him not starting a Champions League final for City. But I think on Saturday, we'll see Raheem Sterling on the bench and Phil Foden starting in his place. So, uh, the youngster is doing well. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the whole, you know, Foden versus Mount, the future of England and all that. But I feel both these players in their own regards have done really well. Also, Foden in a recent interview said the hardest defender or like defensive player he's come against is Angolo Kante. So I'm I'm kind of counting on that. Like I I just hope he he sees Kante and like maybe loses the ball or something. So yeah, but uh, apart from that, yeah, impact players players for City. As I said, Mares Riyad Mares is got a beautiful left foot and we gotta be wary of him. His shots can come from anywhere basically. He can just shoot the ball 
anywhere around that right wing to the right side of the box anywhere in between he can take a shot and uh, this kdb kevin de bruyne the ever lurking presence um yeah if kdb has a good game you know city will have a good game basically he's almost their talisman carries the team that way uh so yeah I, if we can keep kdb quiet we can keep mares quiet we can keep foden also quiet we we might just win so yeah let's see city have really good players basically yeah. i mean okay i mean the only honestly the only chance uh, chelsea have the only weak link i could say in city's team is the left back position yeah. and that's not even a weak link that's just you know an 8 on 10 yeah. instead of a 9 on 10 dude that's about dude it. for all so, you know cancelo might just start left back he might play walker and cancelo you never know yeah. pep guardiola has been a pretty big you know on he's not been trustworthy about his signings for fpl managers so you, <laughs> you don't know what kind of team is going to put out in the final on sunday right so uh, we'll move on to your predicted lineups what do you think the lineup will be for the ucl final i think if all the injury problems i mean all the players who have those knocks and niggles i think if they're all fine i think chelsea will probably have a very recognized lineup i think you know we'll have mendy in goal and we'll have our three center backs i think the center back position i don't know who's going to play because christensen was really our go to man up until the win we had at city where he pulled a hamstring and then we've been playing silva aspi and uh, rodiger so i don't know i know silva and aspi will start i don't know about the third center back position i don't know if rodiger will get another chance maybe he will because christensen hasn't played since that game but other than that i think the right and left positions going to chilwell and james the, that's pretty obvious uh, i'm pretty sure dude i think rodiger is going to start as the left center back cuz i've been happy with his performances if i'm being honest i think he's put in the the work uh, of an absolute beast like he's been a beast transformed you know wearing that mask and everything he he looks like a man on a mission and i do feel uh, it's going to be aspi uh, thiago silva and uh, rodiger as our back three uh, as avinash said earlier uh, i hope to see kovacic and kante start there has been this whole cloud around jorginho and his performance and everything so i hope to see kante and kovacic start and i think with the front three there's like going to be a huge debate or something like i, I i'm not too sure if my front three matches with uh, avinash's front three see i i think i think and yeah. i don't yeah. like like tane said the front three is very flexible so i think mount pulisic and bono will play but the thing is kai havertz can also play as you know a false nine and maybe he might do that because you know to get that aerial threat but i don't think he's going to go with that whole option i think he wants to attack the center backs directly i think he needs a player to run in those channels like warner he needs someone to keep making those runs and i think if someone can take on stones i think warner is the better man to do it than havertz so i feel he he will play and havertz will be on the bench uh so for me okay uh, i feel like of course mount and warner will start and i will play uh, warner as my striker not through the left wing um but i'll play zh in in the right wing position i think uh, he did well in the semi finals got a goal also so uh, there will be some some confidence i think he got a goal against them in the league i'm not too sure but there is yeah, enough this was a win confidence yeah. yeah there is enough confidence in there so uh, i would start zh warner and uh, mount as my front three but i'll be very honest with you yeah. i don't think zek has performed really well this year because yeah, i mean yeah. other than the goals he scored yeah. in the champions league and my, in the semi finals my explanation for not starting polisic or kai have okay mainly polisic i wanted to start polisic but i am not playing him because i think he's going to be the impact sub for us if he comes on in like the 60th 70th minute i he has the ability to completely change the game on its head so i would want to see pulisic as a substitute in the final 
and yeah zh i feel like again he's been a big game player for ajax in the past all right he's done well in those champions league knockout stages knockout stages so uh i, I for some reason want to start zh in this one so for me it's going to be mount werner and zh cool so um right so before we close uh, this particular discussion there is still the matter of the score lines so avinash what do you think or wait no tanay what do you think the score line will be of the ucl final okay so if shit goes to penalty i'm predicting a 1-1 score line and penalties but as a chelsea fan and like if you from like the bottom of my heart and everything i hope to see a 2-1 chelsea win no no you need to give me one prediction so is it going to be a 1-1 penalty or a 2-1 chelsea win i'm going to be optimistic and just say 2-1 chelsea win let's go okay so tane is going with the 2-1 chelsea win avinash see the thing is i don't know how to call it because i remember last champions league final it was bayern psg and everyone called it like a 3-2 or like a you know a goal scoring final and it was 1-0 so like it's i mean that's the whole thing it's a Champions League final you don't know what the scoreline is going to be but you know since the whole discussion I I mean I kind of agree with Tanay I think it's going to be a 2-1 win in extra time maybe or maybe in the 90 minutes I'm not sure about that but I think it will be a 2-1 win to Chelsea okay so we have a unanimous scoreline uh, a 2-1 win uh, for Chelsea in the UCL final right and so on that note I think it's time to end our episode Tanay and Avinash, thank you so much for joining us. It was actually a lot of fun doing this. Uh, thank you, whoever is listening, to for spending this time with us. If you stuck around this long, uh, be sure to check out our channel and our Instagram page. We'll be back with more episodes. And until then, stay safe, stay indoors, and get vaccinated. Cheers. <laughs>